Lighthouse Live is pre-recorded before a live audience. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, Pastor Mike Douglas here. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. So good to have you with us, both those of you uh, listening to us on Radio Waves and those of you joining us on our podcasting network around the world. So glad to have you with us here. Our, our mission again at Advancing Vibrant Communities and Lighthouse Live Radio to connect people in churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. And speaking of serving needs, Elaine, one of our favorite people yes. is here with uh, really one of our great partner uh, Ministries Habitat mm-hmm. for Humanity, Joan Eater. Uh, welcome back to Lighthouse yes, Live. Joan, welcome. Great to have you with us. And you've got a special event coming up that people can participate in and help support the ministry. We do. On you want to move up right real on close. April there we 13th, go. <laughs> the Saturday before Mother's Day, we'd like to invite you to come out to the Habitrot. That is our 5K walk run. It's a great event. It's a family event. It should be lots of fun. And it's being held here in Modesto at the Buyer Community Park. What a great name, Habitrot. That's so that means that you can walk or run? Walk, run, you can crawl. <laughs> that would be uh, my speed. There, there's <laughs> my speed right there. <laughs> we'll have some probably some skaters out there. I had somebody call the other day oh, and really? ask if they could line skate. And I said, as long as you stay in the straight line, you'll be fine. There you go. Um, but it's just a, a great event to come out. I don't suppose family. I could ride my rider more in that. Probably not. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm going to say if it's street worthy, you certainly <laughs> are. All right. You probably well, be the only one there. Actually, I, I run faster than my rider mower at this point. But, uh, Joan, what a, what a great opportunity. Yes. Again, that's coming up on Saturday, May 13th. And how can people uh, find out more and, and get a hold of you if they have questions? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's very <laughs> simple. If you're connected to the Internet, you can go into our website, which is www.stanislashabitat.org, and click on the Habitrot link, and it will give you all the information. Or you may call our office at area code 209-575-4585, and we will be glad to help you and get you the pledge forms, the registration forms, and tell you more about how you can be involved. One of the things we're doing along with the pledges is we have an annual tool and supply drive. Wow. Yeah. Oh, did you hear these now, guys' ears pick up? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> with construction, we are always needing hammers, saws, shovels, and in the office, we need reams of paper and yes, post-it notes. Yes. So we've gotten together a wish list of things, and if you collect one of the items on our list, you will get $5 off your registration. You so think of it as a canned food drive. We're talking about it as a tool and supply drive. So check that out as well. And if you can't participate but would like to donate one of those items, new or used, you can do that as well. You don't have to attend the event to make that happen.
happen. And of course, Joan, this great event goes to benefit the wonderful organization of Habitat for Humanity, does it not? It does. Yes. The proceeds for the event will help us to complete our 27th home in our mm. community. Wow. Amen. Wow. And that means then we will have place another four children into a safe housing. Isn't that great? So Isn't help that us do that. Um, your contribution is great. And so not only is it a chance to come out as a fellowship, bring a team, bring your family, talk to church members. If you have a youth group you're working with, this is a great way yes, to get them involved yes. and come out. If you're working in a business and you want to hang out with your fellow co-workers and challenge them to raise some money for a great event, um, we look at that too. So we have uh, several teams. Huff Construction is a great su- supporter. Mm-hmm. They have right now, as of this afternoon, 71 employees. Are Let me say that again. Seven, one, 71 employees that are raising money wow, will come out and be part of this event. Yeah. Also, if you're part of the Lutheran community, the Lutherans are a major part of this event, and they are great, um, creating teams. So talk to people at your local churches to see how you can raise money, because we are building a Lutheran home. That is our 26th home. So so part of the money will go towards that as well. Joan, this is so exciting. So, it is. It is a great time, and I love this event because it's where the families and the kids mm-hmm. can get involved, and it's come out and just laugh. We'll have clowns. We'll have masks. Scott's, hey, Pastor Mike will be there. He's you the could, clown, isn't he? Well, <laughs> you know, I, I was wondering about that juxtaposition there, but that's okay. We'll, we'll laugh our way to support Habitat for Humanity Joan, anytime. let's give that phone number out one more time to our friends. It's area code 209-575-4585. Awesome. And again, we're on the web, so you can check us out there at StanislausHabitat.org. Joan Eater of Habitat for Humanity. Thank you so much, and we look forward to talking with you again real soon. Great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, June. Uh, we appreciate you so much and enjoy that partnership with Habitat mm-hmm. for Humanity. Yes. Friends, again, that's uh, May 13th. You can uh, check it out on the web at www.stanislashabitat.org. Right now, let's check the international scene with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with the story of another real-life Jesus freak. Before he was martyred in the Soviet Union in 1972, Vanya Moiseev forgave those who persecuted him for his faith. That's because he saw them from a heavenly perspective. Vanya said, angels are transparent. If an angel stands before you with a man behind him, the presence of the angel does not keep you from seeing the man. On the contrary, looking at a man through an angel makes him more beautiful. I see my tortures through an angel, and that way, even they become lovable. That's the same lesson Jesus taught in Matthew. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Will you stand with the voice of the martyrs? Go online to persecution.com. You know, Elaine, it, uh, it really takes a worldview through God's eyes mm-hmm. to be able to uh, to understand that type of commitment. And friends, we just so much appreciate uh, all of our volunteers and the way that you are reaching out to fulfill Christ's commands, to love God with your whole being and love your neighbor as yourself. And Elaine, uh, you know, we we got a great volunteer story sitting right Mm, in this room, don't we? We do. And you know how appropriate too, Mike, being that uh, this month is the National Volunteer Month as uh, it is being celebrated across our great nation. And this year's theme has been Inspire by Example. Amen. It truly reflects the power volunteers have to inspire uh, the people that they help 
help as well as to inspire others to serve. And you know how appropriate it is. We we do have a, a person here that is just absolutely wonderful and very close to our hearts at Advancing Vibrant Communities. And it just so happens that our very own John Engel uh, was selected and chosen uh His story was written about in a wonderful magazine, The Golden Times and Lifestyles. And we want to thank Star Cleary Carson for uh, interviewing John uh, in the magazine article and for taking a look at all of the the great volunteering aspects of John Ingalls' life. And he's sitting over there blushing and saying, I'm going to get you for this. (laughs) But I'll tell you what, isn't this wonderful? We have it in a frame. And uh, April being National Volunteer Month is just a wonderful opportunity for those who volunteer and reach out and serve others in the community to love, as Jesus says, to love others as you love yourselves. You know, a, a quote in here from John, he says, whatever needs to be done, if I can't do the job, I'll try to find someone who can. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, friends, if you use John, now, now John came to us about two years ago, yes. attended one of our luncheons mm-hmm. and said, you know, this is what it's all about, getting outside the four walls of our homes and our churches and reaching out and personally touching the needs of people. And uh, John volunteered with us for uh, quite some time. And then uh, God opened up the opportunity that we could bring him on full time as uh, our uh, director of uh, uh, logistics and, yes. and projects out there in the field. But you know what? John needs help. He does. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, uh, he he needs guys who we know all how need to, help. But yeah, I well, mean, yeah, so s- some of us more than others. <laughs> no, we're gonna go yeah, there. Yeah, I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> but uh, you know, J- John could use a, a lot of help, especially with people who uh, can pound hammers, who uh, yes. know how to, you know, uh, use a screwdriver. Uh, people, you don't have to be an expert in construction, but if you have some skills in that area, we have a great need right now for uh, a lot of elderly and disabled people who need mm-hmm. walking ramps. You know, they yes. they. Can't can't negotiate getting down the steps of their homes. John ran into one elderly couple that literally tied a rope to the side of their door and had to lower themselves down the steps to get down their front uh, uh, porch. And, and there's another lady we're working with right now who just can't, uh, with the ailments that she has, get down the steps of her mobile home. But uh, John has a, a man that uh, will, for a very reasonable uh, cost, you know, prefabricate yes. a walkway and all that's needed are volunteers to help John put that together. And uh, friends, uh, if you're within the Stanislaw County area and uh, you can help with that, we'd love to have you give us a call at 209-544-9571. That's 209-544-9571 and say, hey, I want to help. I want to help. Big Bad John there, the ever-ready bunny of uh, ABC. (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, friends, you may not swing a hammer, and that might not be your thing, but there are so many opportunities for you to volunteer within your community. We tell you uh, each week about the great opportunities there are within the Volunteer Center of the United Way, uh, such as the American Cancer Society. The Arthritis Foundation uh, has volunteer needs as well. The Faith in Action Program of Oak Valley Hospital. The March of Dimes is coming up, their 36th annual walk. America. We've been hearing about that for a long time. Salvation Army Kids Day. And we could just go on and on. And if you have any questions about volunteering with these great agencies, please call our good friend Barbara Borba. She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113. That's 209-524-1307, extension 113. She'd be very happy to hear from you. And also, we'd be 
very glad to hear from you as well. 209-544-9571. 209-544-9571 is the number here at Advancing Vibrant Communities. Call us anytime with questions, concerns, comments, and we'll connect you uh, with your opportunity to and serve. And, Elaine, you do, you do an excellent job of updating our website, you know, during the day, oftentimes three or four, many mm-hmm. times a day. And uh, if you log on to our website at www.vibrantcommunities.org, that's vibrantcommunities.org. Click that little red flashing link there for the daily update page. Elaine has posted brand new opportunities to serve that you can get connected with. And again, the opportunity here is to reach out and serve someone else so that they can see Christ yes. in action. And our, our prayer is that a relationship with, will be built. They will be drawn to the cross and drawn to the local church as well. Amen. And we just appreciate all of you who do volunteer and call and take advantage of that. And I don't know if you know it, Mike, or not, but if, in this article that was written about John, they're talking about May. And do you know what May is? May it's is. It's after April. <laughs> oh. It is, and that's good because I'm glad you remembered that. May is Older <laughs> Americans Month. So we don't know, well, ladies, that ladies and gentlemen, who next. <laughs> Possibly be John. <laughs> We're going to be, and we know uh, it's not you and me. So I don't know who that applies to. Maybe but, Mr. Yeah. Owl. But maybe. Who knows? <laughs> oh, our prayer intercessor, okay. the nimble Mr. Owl. Yeah. Before we get into more trouble, we need to move on because I'll tell you what: we are excited tonight. No strangers to utilizing volunteers are our friends Tim and Shirley Salter from Healing Nations. Welcome back to Lighthouse Live. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Elaine. It's so great for you to take time. I know, Tim, you've had a very busy day and, and uh, just appreciate you taking the time out. And, and uh, you brought a couple of very special ladies with you, Navin and Aman. And we want to welcome them to Lighthouse Live as well. And we'll be talking to them and finding out about uh, their experiences with Healing Nations. But first, Shirley, for those who may not know, if you could maybe just uh, encapsulate uh, the mission of Healing Nations, I've this wonderful nation news in front of me and and just uh, share with us about the ministry that God has given to you. Well, Healing Nations officially started in the year 2000, um, but God really put it on my heart back in 1997 Mm -hmm. when we experienced major floods here in the valley. Uh, Our church got involved with trying to find people that were falling through the cracks and weren't getting the help that they needed. So we established um, a committee and we did find these families that were falling through the cracks, um, and they weren't getting the help even though FEMA and everybody was in town helping. Uh, these people hadn't gotten any help. So we worked with these different families, um, a lot of different ethnic groups. And when I got involved with them, I personally took on three different families, two Cambodian families and mm-hmm. one uh, American mm-hmm. Indian family. Which had been totally flooded all the way up to the eaves of their houses and just got out, you know, with the clothes on their back basically and a few things. But as I got more involved with them, I realized that their needs were beyond the flood situation. Right. And so I stayed involved with them and a few years went by and I realized that God really wanted me to go outside the walls of my church mm-hmm. and get involved in the community. And the families that I had helped were I had two families of eight and then another family, I think, of five. And, you know, they had other relatives and friends and neighbors, and it just went on and on. So it grew from there. And then Tim and I, as we felt the need to get a 15-passenger van and just felt 
God calling us to start a nonprofit. So that's what we did in 2000. And from there, uh, we've established a girls club where we work with high school girls. Oh, this is terrific. Uh, teaching Bible and bringing in career speakers and different opportunities for the girls. We have a music program where we provide musical instruments for children, mm-hmm. which the ministry is primarily in West Modesto. Uh-huh. We work with some people in series, but we're we're kind of limited because of uh, our need for volunteers and our need for funding. That keeps us limited, but it keeps us on our knees in prayer. Keeps us too. humble, doesn't it? That's right. <laughs> it keeps us humble and on our knees, so that's good. We just, since I met with you last time, we've started a Bible club. We're meeting at Central Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. And we have, yeah. I think, about 35 children right now. That's great, So Shirley. that's exciting. Going we meet every well. Wednesday for about an hour and a half. And we did just develop a website. We've had a wonderful lady yes. that's volunteered her time and expertise. So we're excited about that and the exposure it's giving and helping us to... Um, connect with people out there. God is growing the ministry and it's just wonderful indeed how he laid this on your heart back in the flood and uh, and to see how it's growing and, and what he's doing now. Surely you have a, a wonderful event coming up and, and our, our intercessor uh, Al is, is drooling on him <laughs> thinking about <laughs> I'm doing it too Al, I'm doing it too thinking about those hot bis- buttered biscuits with um, honey and strawberries and cream because you have an event coming up the great strawberry breakfast, and it's all about benefiting healing nations. Let's make that invitation to our listeners. Yes, it's on Saturday, May the 6th. It's at Ceres High School Cafeteria. Um, it's an annual event. It's a great tradition in Ceres. Right. It's been going on for over 20 years. Mm. We just took it over the last few years. But we have a tradition of homemade biscuits with honey butter homemade. and fresh, <laughs> delicious strawberries with cream. And we have Starbucks coffee and tea, milk. Um, we have live entertainment for several hours during that time. And we have a great raffle as well. We get Let's talk of- about those raffle tickets. All kinds of good things to raffle off. I remember we brought back, we have a, a place here in, in the office and we, we store things sometimes. And I won't tell you what we call that room. Okay, I'll tell you. It's a scary room. <laughs> People get lost in there for months at a time and uh, are, are never found. It's amazing. Thing. And last year, Mr. Al and I bought all kinds of, of tickets and we won all kinds of great things there at the Strawberry Breakfast. Do you remember what, what you won, Al? With uh, all kinds of baskets and, and frames and things, a movie basket. A- a movie basket. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. A- after I won this basket full of chocolate, I don't remember. Anything. You know, this is my kind of thing. When was that date again? Was that? That's, May 6th. that's one of our favorite items. Is that basket of chocolate, which we will have again this year from Ghirardelli Chocolate. You know, one of the uh, the neat things in, in, in the evolution of this ministry, Shirley, and you ta- referenced it just a minute ago, is, you know, so often we, we've been inculcated and we're used to, and as the church we've kind of abdicated our role of taking care of the community uh, during periods of great trial and tribulation. We've abdicated that role to the government. And, uh, you know, FEMA will come in and fix it, or State OES will come in and fix it. And uh, having, you know, spent some 20 years with them, uh, you know, they, they can't fix everything. And really, uh, God has put his hand upon the church, That's upon right. the body of believers, to reach out. And, and, and you describe those people as falling through the cracks. You know, God cares about them in a tremendous way. And here's a wonderful way, friends, for you to help folks who are kind of caught in between. 
who uh, maybe aren't being served uh, and, and can't qualify or, or, uh, or, or kind of below the radar screen for uh, any assistance programs, here's a great way to reach out and help, uh, help fund this ministry. Uh, again, give us the date and, and uh, the location again in series. For the Strawberry Breakfast, it's May the 6th at Ceres High School Cafeteria. Um, I think that's 3520 Central Avenue in Ceres. I think that's it. I think that's it. If you'd like more information about it, you could give us a call at 209-549-1828. You know, for years, you guys have served the the neighborhoods here in this community. And, Tim, we want to bring you in. You guys have also uh, served abroad, reaching the lost for Christ. And you want to share what that experience was like with our our listeners and and kind of maybe how the Lord worked in that and and brought you guys back uh, to Healing healing Nations here in this community. Well, in um, July of 2004, Shirley and I went to uh, Guinea, West Africa, and we moved over there. And we lived there for eight months. And uh, while there, I served as a business administrator for a team of missionaries uh, working with an unreached people group called the Manica people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we had quite a variety of experiences over there. Not all of them pleasant, but uh, it was it was overall a very good experience. And uh, we really experienced God helping us and protecting us and uh we were very glad to get back actually when we did uh you know we live in such a great country mm. yes we do uh, i think most people take it for granted really but when you're yes, away right. from it in a third world country uh, you mm. really learn to appreciate what we have uh, here just the quality of life right, and, right. and the freedoms that we have you know oftentimes we we speak of uh, ministry being messy and sometimes it is, whether it's abroad or, or here at home. How do you feel that, that God has taken that experience, Tim, and, and used that now that you're back and, and you're, you're back home, so to speak? Uh, it's good to be home, and it's great to have you guys back. We missed you while you were gone. Well, thanks. Um, we, uh, some bad things did happen over there. Um, the one incident that... I I don't think I'll ever forget is when my administrative assistant over there, uh, an African man, committed suicide. Mm. And Mm. it was very devastating to to me, to Shirley, to our whole team. Mm. But um, God carried us through that time. And uh, I think it taught us to depend uh, more upon him. And Mm. uh, and there were some situations... uh, Surrounding that, that really forced us to um, to rely on him and and his strength and um, and and getting through and and also it taught us the value of having prayer partners back here at home, yes. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. interceding for us mm-hmm. yes. uh, while we were there. We we definitely felt the power of those prayers, uh, and and there were several situations uh, involving health concerns that uh, if it were not for the intercessors here, we probably would have had to have left Guinea and returned. You know, I was just going to say, with, with that bad experience with your assistant, and surely you had some health issues while you were there. I remember receiving the prayer request through the prayer chain that we share. Yes. I was uh, very grateful to have yes. people praying for me. Yeah. Yes, and, 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 and what was it? Uh, you were ill for a few months, I remember. It was quite some yeah, time. I had a pretty major staph infection 
a pretty major staph infection going on yeah. um, with an outbreak of boils, which is mm. not very pleasant. Not very pleasant at all. We're so glad that you made it through that. And you know, and it's, you know, we see God take those circumstances and he turns it around. I know we use Romans eight twenty eight a lot and it's true, isn't it? It, yes. it? it does. He takes those, those circumstances and uses them, turns them around. You guys saw a lot of people come to Christ while you were there. And, and, and your lives reflecting the true nature of our Lord. Um, you know, I, I was just thinking, Elaine, in today's, in our, our American society, it's very hard to get our arms around mm. James 1, verse 2. You know, uh, we, we throw this around, we memorize it, we, we can spill it off our tongues. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. When we get in that kind of environment, mm-hmm. and I, I believe that God has put a blessing upon this country, you know, the prosperity that we have, you just can't deny that his hand has been with us. And, and like you say, you go to a third world country and it's uh, it's really raw ministry. You know, it's down and, and dirty in the trenches. Talk to us a little bit about how uh, maybe that that verse in, in James 1, beginning with verse 2, kind of came alive for you and, and how that perseverance uh, played out in, in your faith and, and your obedience to Christ during that time. Well, going back to her uh, staph infection, she had... Uh, we were limited there because uh, there was only one... Uh, doctor mm-hmm. in the city in which we live uh, of a hundred thousand, and this man had been trained in Paris, but he was gone frequently from his office. And when we needed him the most uh, was an occasion when Shirley had a boil uh, on the back of her thigh that was the size of a football. Really, oh by the time it ended, it wow. mm. it was just huge, and it was red and extremely painful and. We were really within hours of evacuating, and I was going to drive her straight to the capital city, catch a plane somewhere where she could get treated. Mm. Um, but just a few hours before that, the, the swelling started to go down. Mm. Uh, and again, I know it was in response to uh, the prayers of, of many people. And uh, so working through things like that and uh, just the heat, the... Um, a lack of of uh, food items, a lack of water, the lack of electricity, uh, all that sort of thing. Um, we did sort of learn a little bit about perseverance. I, I don't want to make it sound like we suffered terribly. We really didn't. But uh, you know that we we left there on March first of two thousand five. Came home. The team of missionaries is still over there, and of course, the people who live there have lived there all their lives. Right. So they they go on day after day. You know, the we we look at a, at Ephesians and Paul's description of uh, spiritual warfare and how we need to be armed and ready for it. And there are parts of this country, you know, where uh, you see it manifested in ways that uh, you know are, are pretty plain. But all in all, in, in in the United States of America, we don't see the manifestation of this as as uh, as big and um, huge as it is in third world countries, you know, where uh, perhaps there have been uh, animalistic, uh, you know, types of, of religions and such. Talk to us a little bit about uh, the importance of prayer and equipping yourself for 
ignore that warfare that is really part of people's daily lives? Um, there are very powerful spiritual forces um, present over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the particular city that we were in, Concon, uh, Guinea, is noted for um, its evil powers. Mm. And uh, there are miraboos there that uh, possess great power and can manipulate the spiritual forces into doing uh, a number of supernatural things. And so the, we, the whole time we were over there, felt the presence of, of uh, oppression mm-hmm. and uh, these forces of darkness. Uh, I don't have the slightest doubt that they were heavily involved in that suicide of uh, my administrative assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, we had had some past experiences with them uh, in that very same city uh, years before, uh, and uh, we saw on those occasions the power demonstrated. Um, and really... It comes down to a, a, a believer having to realize that they cannot do battle against such forces on their own. Amen. Right, uh, yes. That's right. In their flesh. I mean, mm-hmm. we have to, you know, greater is he who is in us yes. than he who is in the world. That's right. Thank goodness. Amen. And so we rely upon that truth, and, and we just leave the battle up to him and, and let him take mm-hmm. care of it. The battle belongs to the Lord, doesn't it? Yes. It's it's a bittersweet uh, thing when you think about the experience there, Tim and Shirley. I'm sure, and and, and I know that you you there were a lot of lot more things that that occurred there, and and uh, perhaps you should write a book sometime. Maybe you're thinking about that. I don't know. But you know, seeing the lost come to a saving faith in Jesus Christ, that just has to be the the greatest thrill of all, doesn't it? And as we think of the angels rejoicing with our Lord, we think of the uh, musical group Phillips, Craig, and Dean, and they must have the right idea in their song. It's called Favorite Song of All. Let's listen now on Lighthouse Live. As it whistles through the pines on mountain peaks And he loves to hear the raindrops As they splash to the ground in a magic melody Holy, holy is the land. Holy, holy. 
Craig and Dean, Amen. favorite Man. song of all. Awesome. Doesn't that song just, yeah, uh, you want to just... makes you want to get up oh. and dance, but the headphones would jerk off, I think, <laughs> if yeah, I did that. <laughs> you know, there's no better I almost want to play it again, but we got to get oh, more Oh, we got to move here, on, right? don't we? What a great song. Favorite song of all here on Lighthouse Live, along with Pastor Mike Douglas, Elaine Harlan, Tim and Shirley Salter from Healing Nations, and their very special guest and volunteers, girls who are involved within this great ministry, Navin and Aman. And we just want to welcome you uh, to Lighthouse Live. And, and Navin, you've been with the Girls Club, and, and you want to uh, share with our listeners a little bit about what that's been like for your life. You want to come in real close. There you go. Healing Nation been helpful to me. And that's where I got into Girls Club. I've been in Girls Club for seven years. Wow. Mm. And Hill Nation helped me, like, provide me with the money and other stuff, other needs that I need mm-hmm. for camping, camping. Mm. And that's, and the turning point was that from camping, I felt like I, I've grown closer to the Lord, oh, yes. and I made a firm commitment to to the Lord. Oh, 
That's wonderful. Awesome. Now, the the camping trip, that's coming up, too, isn't it, Shirley? Another camping trip uh, opportunity? We'll have a group of kids going to camp again in June. Um, We have some girls going to the Navajo Nation in July. And Navan and Amon just came back from a mission trip to the Hopi people. Wow. With one of the local churches here in town. Terrific. What a great opportunity. It takes a while, though, to build trust, Mm -hmm. doesn't it, uh, with them? And uh, tell us a little bit about your experience there. What what happened? We went on to to the Hopi land and helped with the little kids and helped clean house for people that needed help. What was it like for you to reach out and meet some of the needs that they had, Navin? That was a great experience Mm -hmm. with all those people Mm -hmm. that we don't know. And to see them growing closer to the Lord, too, that was great. That had to be thrilling for you. And were there a lot of other people your age that went along on this, this trip? Yeah, there was like nine people of my age and... um. Well, there was 17 all together and three little kids, little babies. A lot of our volunteers, Navin and Amon, they tell us that when they go out and serve others, that they are the ones who really get blessed, that they wind up being blessed more than the ones they serve. Do you find that experience to be true for yourself? Yes, I feel that way, too. Hmm. Yes. Amen. Yeah. You know, Elaine, uh, we often cite Matthew 5, uh, 16. Mm-hmm. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. You know, it's not about serving uh, to make ourselves feel good, but as we reach out in the name of Christ, uh, ultimately people are going to be drawn to the Lord, and that's that's what it's all about, isn't it? How would you encourage, Navin, uh, other people your age uh, to become involved? I know that your light shines wherever you go in the community, and you are involved in Healing Nations in a big way. How would you encourage others to do that? Just do it, right? <laughs> she said, just get out there and do it. <laughs> what is it? Uh, what, what do you think it takes? And, and you're a... Uh, a young lady, uh, one of our, our new generations yes. coming up. And what do you think it takes for, uh, for, you know, people your age to, uh, really see needs through God's eyes and respond to them to, uh, get out of your comfort zone a little bit, do something that might be a little uncomfortable? What, what does it take to, to do that? How would you encourage someone your age and another girl, uh, like you? How would you encourage her to step out and, and do something similar? When they feel like they want to do something that's right. To just do it. Yeah, just do it. It's that spirit inside, isn't it, that says, do this. Yeah. You mean we don't have to have a committee meeting to, to do that? We don't need a don't program? So. Can we just so. do it? Wow, isn't that that's great. Yeah. Well, you're doing a, a great work there, and we just hope that you continue to do that. And, and I know somehow that you just encourage others that you interact with and serving the precious people. Surely on the West Side there are so many needs, and we never run out of needs, do we? We never run out of needs. Sometimes it seems overwhelming. It does, doesn't it? Um, we can always use prayer partners and volunteers uh, but God is gracious and you know I was just talking to one of the pastors in town today about a family that is so needy and it seems overwhelming but I I feel like if we can just partner together and you know one by one just reach out in a personal way lives can be changed if we help people and pray for people and 
helps him help them to see Christ. You know, I think one of the keys to uh, being very effective here is longevity. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned the floods in '97, and it wasn't a case where you went into the community and you helped out and you were gone, or, right. or or you came once a year and and you know, which is not a bad thing. But you know, I think sometimes people who are in deep need 365 days a year get the perception that well, gee, yeah, the the church comes in once a year and helps me out, and then they're gone. You know, talk about the importance of being in the community and sticking with it and staying there and developing those relationships. I think you were mentioning the trust bond, just like mm-hmm. these girls going to the Navajo or to the Hopi people. Mm-hmm. You have to build up that trust relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what started when I got involved with some families during the floods. We started to build a trust bond, and then they were open to receiving help uh, in other areas. They were open to hearing about Christ. Some of those families, uh, some of their children have accepted Christ. And, mm-hmm. um, yes. You know, it just grows from there, but it it is an ongoing thing. And I remember, I don't know if Navin remembers this, but when Tim and I got ready to go to Africa, I didn't really want to go to Africa, but <laughs> for a lot of reasons, but I, I knew deep in my heart that God was asking us to go to Africa mm-hmm. and I needed to be obedient to him. And one of the reasons that I felt hesitant and didn't really want to go was because of girls like Novin, mm-hmm. that I had invested a lot of time and prayer and we'd grown very close. Um, and it was hard to leave. It was hard to leave he- healing nations. And I thought, well, who's going to do this that I used to do? Or who's going to do that? Or who's going to, you know, take care of this and that? But God raised up various people. Mm-hmm. And I yes. remember Navin saying to me, she goes, Shirley, I didn't think you'd ever leave us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you remember that, Novin? <laughs> and I felt, oh, you know, but... um you know, we developed that trust bond, but it was a good lesson for me. It was a good lesson for Navin, too, that um, people may come and go, but God is always there for us. Isn't that true? You know, when his signature is written on a ministry mm-hmm. and we allow his mm-hmm. signature mm-hmm. and his fingerprints to be the main thing, you're right. You know, we, we can come and go, but he will still be active in a big-time way, won't he? Yes, mm-hmm. and it's it's been really awesome in a way, it seems like we were never gone. I've been able to, you know, pick up with the relationships that, you know, I had a strong bond right, with before right. and continue to move forward and build new ones. And so it's been awesome to see how God, you know, really held the ministry together and actually is stronger than it was before. Mm, he raised amen. up all the people that needed to do all those things that I didn't know, you know, who was going to do it. But but God did it and he raised up. All kinds of different people raised up the volunteers. They came forward, did the job that had to be done. What kinds of things do you need, Shirley, in your volunteers? What kinds of opportunities are there for volunteers to to do that? We can use volunteers for Bible club. We could use Bible teachers on Wednesdays from five to six thirty. Uh, we have a need with transportation. We have a need for office volunteers, people that are uh, good with computers and would be willing to, you know, prepare some of our flyers and publicity mm-hmm, materials. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of things. If you have an area that you could serve in, we could probably use you. Amen. <laughs> Such a, a tremendous uh, opportunity. Now, you're up against sometimes, aren't you, a language barrier. So could you use volunteers in that area? We do have language barriers. Um, 
a lot of times we'll have older children translate for us or that kind of thing. But yes, we, our ministry is primarily cross-cultural mm-hmm. with various different, you know, ethnic groups, a lot of Southeast Asians, some Latinos. Healing Nations just doing a marvelous job, primarily on the west side of Modesto. Yes. And, and this broadcast, Shirley and Tim and, and ladies, it, it goes all over the world, basically. We have some people uh, in Iraq the, who listen and uh, some people, uh, you know, in other states as well. We've been contacted by them. And so um, do you ever hear of this type of thing being done elsewhere? I know you probably get that question a lot. In other countries, you mean? or In our country or other countries? Well, I, I certainly do think it is happening. I think there's Christians reaching out in this way. It's probably not as common as some other ministries. I think sometimes we forget that um, we need to build that trust factor, and sometimes to build that trust factor we have to cross some barriers like language and culture, and the, that takes special consideration and maybe more time. And we have to step out of the four walls of our yes. churches and our homes to do that, don't we? And it's also our prayer. We join you in that prayer, hoping that that becomes more the mindset and the heart set of the body of Christ. Amen. Well, friends, we've got lots more with Shirley and Tim with Healing Nations right after this. Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22:39 to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about ABC involves serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that ABC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. ABC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and ABC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. ABC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. 
AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. AVC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. You know, some of us can donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them, and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing vibrant communities. Faith in action. Pure, simple, proven effective. Carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. And we're back with you on Lighthouse Live. Pastor Mike, Elaine, Tim and Shirley Salter of Healing Nations, and Amon and, and Navin. We just uh, appreciate you tuning in at home, listening in. It's great to have you. And as always, you can feel free to call us at 209-544-9571. Check us out on the World Wide Web at www.vibrantcommunities.org. That's vibrantcommunities.org. Great events taking place, and we were talking a little bit about raising funds, and, and the, the financing and the budgeting is always something we need to talk about, isn't it? Of course, with the strawberry breakfast coming up, and we'll, we'll remind folks about that again. But, Tim, there's, there's a, uh, an event coming up called the Covered Bridges Bike Classic. Tell us what this is and how we can get involved. Well, it's a ride that will be held on Saturday, May 20th. Um, it's going to start at uh, Ceres Christian Church. Oh, we know and, where that's at. <laughs> on Roading Road in uh, Ceres. And uh, there will be two rides. Uh, there will be a metric century. And that route uh, kind of winds its way eastward uh, onto Keys Road and over eventually to Roberts Ferry, where uh, there is a covered bridge, and hence the name. (laughs) And then it kind of winds its way back to the church. And the 100-mile route uh, is generally in the same direction, but uh, it takes, uh, uh, there's a little bit more meandering and uh, circling around. For slow-paced people, shall we say? Well, they can't be too slow-paced to make 100 miles. (laughs) They have to ride pretty fast, So uh, it's uh, it'll be a fun event, I think, uh, for everyone who likes to ride. And um, Shirley can probably give more details on the cost and and uh, where people can get more information on that. Yeah, we would uh, invite people to join us if they'd like to volunteer. We can use volunteers. We're certainly looking for riders, and there's two ways two ways that riders can participate. Um, they can join in as a sponsored rider, and they can uh, secure pledges, so much per mile or flat rate pledges, whatever they choose to do. 
Um, and if they get at least 250 in pledges, then they don't have to come up with any money themselves. Otherwise, people can just participate by a flat $40. And this event is being hosted by Healing Nations and Barnabas Factor. Barnabas oh, Factor is a ministry that's based up in Tahoe City that's uh, headed up by my brother-in-law, Tim's brother, Tom Salter. Okay. He's a pastor and has a heart for pastors. And he has a ministry, uh, kind of like a retreat center and just a real ministry to Christian leaders and pastors to bring them up there for time of rest and Mm. refreshment. So wonderful thing. So both of our ministries will benefit from this. We will divide whatever we make. This is the inaugural event. And so we found there have been a lot of hoops to jump through, if you know what I mean. Um, (laughs) We've gotten uh, our CHP approval and got the signature on that last week. So I'm really happy Uh, about that. And this evening, actually, I'm going to the Sheriff's Department to pick up that one. So and our route has been adjusted a little bit to to. What shall I say? Accommodate Uh, everybody. All the authorities. um, There you go. just make our ride very safe. We will have the CHP out there helping us with safety issues. That's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yes. And we're just looking forward to a great ride and a, a really good ride this first year. We do want a lot of riders, but uh, next year we'll push more for the riders since we'll know more the details of putting on the ride. But that first one is always an interesting adventure, yeah. isn't it? You Just learn a, from yes. that, yeah. get the yeah. bugs coming right. together very nicely. But again, so you know, this ride is not a race, so you race, know no. you're not going out there to see who can ride the, the fastest and you know cross that finish line first. It's about yeah, the inimitable <laughs> Mr. Owl was thinking about getting his turbo bike out, and you know, I, I'm glad to see no that. souped up stuff, right? This is this is pedal power, right? <laughs> no, no motorized, okay, all right. no motorized. <laughs> Power. In this race, there is a barbecue dinner though afterwards. Oh, out, so now we're now we're interested. You know, one of the things I love about your ministry. Yeah. It's all this food. Yeah, that's our you know great we thing. need that bike ride to work all this yeah, food off. Breaking don't we? bread together, absolutely. Or dipping strawberries or something. You've noted here that the participants can ride at their leisure or strive for their own goal or record. So you probably got people divided into both categories. Yes, we have all kinds of riders. Actually, there is another ride that people can participate in that is shorter. It's um, 29 miles, I believe. If they just <laughs> if they just go to the first lane, you could do it. <laughs> you knew what I was thinking. Are you kidding? <laughs> the first ride, you just go to the first SAG station. A SAG station is a rest area where you I'll receive be sagging refreshment. A lot. <laughs> you receive refreshment, food, and Gatorade or whatever you need. CPR um, or whatever CPR. it might be. <laughs> we will have medical people in attendance. <laughs> Ivy Bush. <laughs> but you can participate in that ride. It's fairly flat. In fact, it is flat to that first SAG station. Um, so you can go to this first SAG and turn around and go back to the church. And that's a total of 29 miles, which is not bad. Not, um, are you going to be there, Shirley? Of I'm course going you to will be, be working. There. That's my excuse for not riding a bike. <laughs> now, do I assume that I have to take the training wheels off my bike in order to do <laughs> Helpful, it could be helpful. All right. Whatever you'd like to do. Now, surely volunteer. I'll get a picture of that. <laughs> there we go. It'll be a video moment for sure. Uh, the volunteers are needed once again to help out with this this bicycling uh, event. How how do, how can they volunteer? We need uh, gentlemen with pickups that can lift bikes and mm. can lift barricades mm-hmm. uh, to put those out and pick those up afterwards. Um, 
hopefully we don't have to pick up too many bikes, but at the end we'll make a sweep. If there's someone who hasn't been able to make it back, we'll take care of them. We do need medical personnel for roving sag mm. wagons as well as our stationary sags. Yes. And then we need people that would just be willing to be servants. And as writers come in, that they would minister to them, encourage them, cheer them on, uh, get them food or whatever they need. You know, what a fun time. What It'll a fun be a lot of fun. To become involved, to bond together with other believers, and a great, great time to be had. And again, that is taking place on May 20th. It's the Covered Bridges Bike Classic, all to benefit healing nations and also the Barnabas Factor. There uh, is a website oh, great. for that. Okay. If people would like to register online, it's coveredbridgesclassic.com coveredbridgesclassic.com You guys do other fun things too to benefit Healing Nations the first annual charity golf tournament happened yes, Tim were you a part year? of that you swing the golf clubs you I do? sure was yeah, that great. was a lot of fun uh, uh, you see how weather... you perked up there we talked golf the weather was a little unsettled but you know it, it looked like it was just going to dump on us that day which was a Friday up at Diablo Grande but God just kind of held the clouds back, and, and uh, we just got a few drops of, of rain, and uh, the sun came out sometimes, and we had a wonderful time. That's terrific. Well, Shirley, let's give out, we've got a little bit of time here. I know we're bumping the clock a little bit, but let's give out the information on the strawberry breakfast again, because that's coming up soon. We want our listeners to be able to take advantage of this. Saturday, May 6th is when that happens, and uh, tickets this year are? They are $6 for adults and $3 for children. You can get them in advance at Country Elegance in Series. It's in the Richland Shopping Center, or you can purchase them at the door. Either way is fine. Um, We do have a website set up now. It's in the final stages, but people could go there if they would like. It's HealingNationsModesto.org. You can get information there about the Strawberry Breakfast, about the Covered Bridges Bike Classic. Just click on Calendar. And we're selling car wash coupons for Prime Shine there. You can do that online. So we're very excited about the website. We're very excited to have you here with us. Shirley, Tim Salters, Healing Nation, uh, Navin and Amon, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening at home. Have a great week and join us again next time. And uh, may God continue to bless you as you reach out and love your neighbors as you love yourselves.